God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you today. Heavenly Father, open our hearts that we might soar on wings like eagles. Amen. I call to your attention to the scripture readings again, just to put us in perspective of how we're going to look at this Old Testament text. In your uh, order of service, you may wonder why the gospel lesson really didn't sound like gospel, because it really wasn't that good news. Well, let's compare and look at what the gospel was saying and how the epistle lesson and the Old Testament lesson will fit together today for us as we take a look at Isaiah's passage. But first, looking at the gospel lesson, Jesus is talking to some of the church leaders and the Pharisees, the scribes, and the people, the Jews gathered around him. And he makes an interesting statement. He says, whoever is of God, hears the words of God. If you are of God, you will hear the words of God. But the reason he said to those people there that you don't hear them is that you, have not, you are not of God. That's a pretty strong statement. And so the purpose being is, if you're of God, you will hear the words of God, and the words of God will make a difference in your life. Now in the epistle lesson, in the first full paragraph, the last sentence, it says, Everything, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you've called on the name of the Lord... Believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, and He paid for your sins on the cross, you're saved. That means you have eternal life. You can go to heaven to be with the Lord when this life is over. But what about getting through all of this life on a day-by-day basis? How'd your life this past week? Did you make it pretty good? Did you have troubles? Were you carried certain burdens on you? Well, always have a good different answer, I suppose, if we went down through the pews and asked the question. But if you go back to Isaiah's Old Testament reading, let's set the context of this. The Jews, the people of God, are in exile. They were sent to Babylon as slaves. Their city of Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple was destroyed. They were taken to Babylon, which is today, present-day Iraq. They went taken there as prisoners for their punishment of not listening to the word of God. They didn't pay attention to the word, as Jesus said to the people in in the gospel lesson today. And so Isaiah rants against them for a while, for a long time. Then in chapter 40, Isaiah comes with good news. Comfort my people. And then he gives us these words near the end of that chapter 40, when he says, this is the good news, but those who hope in the Lord, if you put your hope in the Lord, he's telling the people that are in exile, he says, you will renew your strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run, they will not grow weary, they will walk, and they will not be faint. In other words, the promise is you're going to go back to Jerusalem. You're going to rebuild your temple. You're going to live back in your home country. You're going to get leave Babylon, and you're going to be set free. That was good news. They're going to get out of exile. They're going to be free. That is good news for us today, too. We're in exile, too, because of sin. And now we got freedom through Jesus Christ. Now notice the phrase, be careful the phrase, it says soar on wings like eagles. It doesn't say soar as wings like eagles. It doesn't say you're going to soar like an eagle flies. 
but on wings like eagles. In other words, what's so significant about a wing of an eagle? Very interesting. Even back then, 500 years before Christ, the people understood eagles. And God uses that illustration to Isaiah. You soar on wings like eagles, on wings like eagles. Not eagles, but like eagles. That is significant for you and me today as we journey through life. Now, there are a couple things about eagles that we should know about. In other words, to understand this passage more in detail. And that's this. You've probably heard someone use the expression, they got eagle eyes. You ever heard that? Or you, yeah, eagle eye. You know what an eagle eye is? It means it's better than your vision because they can see better than you can. You've got, if you went to the eye doctor and he says, I'm just giving you an eye test, and he says, your vision is normal, what would he say? What, what, what were the numbers would he use? 2020. What does that mean? Well, that means that as a human being, from 20 feet away, you can read that chart with the letters on a certain line that everybody normally can read. Now, if you brought an eagle in there and sent him there, and the eagle took a test, he would come out 25. That means he's got a lot better vision. An eagle, then, means he's got eight times approximately better vision than you and I do. You... And so the eagle, as it's soaring into the sky, has eagle eye vision to order to survive. He's got to be able, or she's able to see food down below, rodents, rabbits, fish, to be able to come down and swoop down and grab them for a meal. You see, eagles eat only meat. And eagles don't have to eat every day, but they have to have food to be sustainable. And so they have to have eagle eye vision in order to come down and get that food. It's very interesting to watch eagles feed. There's an amazing place in Glacier National Park in Montana where you can go watch the eagles in October, the last couple weeks in October and the, last couple, or the first couple weeks in November, where the salmon are spawning in the Flathead River in a McDonald Creek, and it's a bridge that goes across, the traffic goes down across, and what they do is they open up the bridge to, you can park your car along the side of the roadway away from the bridge, walk up to the bridge, no talking or silently, but you can stand on the bridge and you can watch the eagles up in the tall pines sitting up there. And you can see maybe 15, 20 eagles at a time. And the salmon are down spawning in the river. And then an eagle all of a sudden will come and with his claws and his feet, grabs the salmon and flies up to the tree and enjoys his lunch. Amazing, because that, that eagle up in that tall pine can pick out the salmon it wants and swoosh down and pick it up. He had eagle eyes. And if we have spiritual eagle eyes, we can see a mighty God. A God who is powerful and great, and a God who can, is bigger than our problems, who's bigger than our fears, who's bigger than our anxiety, and bigger than our hopelessness. God is able to handle it. He provides us vision to see beyond our problems. If you, uh, of course, know that the bald eagle 
is an icon of the United States, right? Why do we have an eagle on your passports and different pictures of eagles in our government or on documents? Because the eagle stands for strength, it stands for courage, it stands for freedom. It was way back in 1782 that our government voted to establish the eagle as an emblem. Now, if you've got some coins in your pocket, got any coins in your pocket? Look in your pocket if you've got any coins or in your purse and see which coin has an eagle on it. Does anybody know? A quarter. Okay, hey, very good. The quarter has an eagle on it. Which paper bill has an eagle on it? You use them all the time. But there's an eagle on one of them. A one, a five, a ten, or a twenty. It appears on the one dollar bill because it's an emblem of our country. It's used to show strength and courage and freedom. And so God, using this text, says to the Israelites and to, the, to his people in, in exile, in, you're going to be delivered. You're going to have freedom. You're going to leave Babylon and you're going to go back to your home country. So cheer up! Because you're going to be free in due time. It's a symbol of freedom. And so God says through Isaiah the prophet, you're going to soar on wings like the eagle does. Well, that's interesting, too, because what does that mean? The Israelite knew what it means, and what we need to know is, of course, what does it mean to soar? To soar means to rise up and go forward and go through difficult passages. It's the ability to rise up and go above the storm. Eagles can go above the storm sometimes. The clouds gather and the eagles can go up and go over the storm. They can go high, way up in the sky. Point is, God is saying in this text to the Israelites and to you and to me, trust me, I'll get you out of this mess. You're in a mess, he says to the, to the Jews. You're in a mess, you're in Babylon, you want to be free? I'm going to get you free. Now they probably said, how can we get free? We're under the authority of Babylon. God worked it all out in a few years. You know what he did? He had Persia, which is now present-day Iran. He had the Persian king come over and defeat the Babylonians. The Babylonians were defeated. And so what did the Persian king say to the Jews who were living in Babylon? He says, hey, get out of here. Go home. Go home. You can leave. Go build your temple. Go back to Jerusalem. And so they left. Most of them, not all of them. Some decided to stay. But they went. And God says in the text, you can run. You don't have to walk. You don't have to faint. You have strength. You can keep going. Don't fall. Walk. You're going to be safe. You're going to go way back. And it's over 500 miles back to Jerusalem, I think. Something like that. And they have to go back. It's a long hike. No modern transportation. No trains. No planes. It's walking or riding a donkey. Going on a cart or whatever. But the people were free to go. Just like God said. He says, trust me. Wait on me. I'll show you. He's saying that to you and me today, too. Now, like an eagle, you can be, you can soar like wings on an eagle. Like the wings on an eagle soar. Now, you have to realize another important point here is eagles do not flap their wings. 
you know if they flapped their wings, they would die because they would not keep that momentum up. They're too heavy. It's from one end to the other end, it can be as much as six to eight feet spreading across the eagle. If he flapped those wings very much on his body of 10, 15 pounds, he would soon sink to the ground and die. His wings would be too heavy. His body's too heavy for those wings. But he can soar. He can float through the air on wings. And like that, we can soar above our problems and above our, above our concerns and about what's going on in our life. We can soar like eagles. Wow. We can rely on our God as a source of our strength. And we can run, not walk. We can not faint, but move forward. We can stretch out. We can let the Lord take care of our needs, of our problems, of our concerns, our burdens. What are burdens you brought here today or you're dealing with in your life? You can soar on wings like eagles because God says, I'll take care of you. Let the Lord take care of you. Trust him. The Jews, listen to Isaiah. Some believed, some didn't. Those who did believe, they saw freedom come. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you take it in the New Testament context, Jesus has paid for all your sins. He has set you free from the bondage of sin, death, and the devil. You are free. So run. Don't walk. Don't faint. Walk. Keep going. Keep moving. Like an eagle floats. Interesting enough that eagles have to do. An eagle, why are they pop high on a tree? If an eagle wants to go a long distance and travel, they can go long distances. They've got to have an upcurrent, a thermal current coming up, a wind. And when the wind comes up, and sometimes they have to wait hours, even sometimes days, but they're perched up in that tree, and all of a sudden that thermal uh, wind comes, they take off, and they soar. Their wings outstretched, and they go. And they go up, and away they go, high in the sky. They can travel long distances, soaring, just as Israel is going to soar like an eagle going back to their homeland. You can soar through your problems into new life, into a new way of living because of Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. It's an amazing what God will be, is willing to do for us. Rely on him. He's your strength. He's your source. Well, that's wonderful, good news. It applies in the New Testament too. So how can you soar on wings like eagles? Listen to 1 Peter 5, 7. Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Isn't that good news? You can take all your anxiety. Whatever anxieties you brought here with you today, put them on Jesus. He went to the cross and he died for your sins. He paid for all of your sins, past, present, and future, and you can soar on wings like an eagle. That's an amazing statement. It's amazing what God has done and does for us. Here's a passage, John 15, chapter 4. Jesus says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit on its own. It must remain in the vine. The branch must be in the vine in order to produce the fruit. You have to be in Jesus in order to have the ability to soar 
on wings like an eagle. In other words, you've got to spend time with the Lord. You have to be in the Word. And if you're not reading the Word, then take the Gospel of John's Word seriously. You don't know God. And if you don't know God, you can't soar on wings like an eagle. If you're not reading the Word, studying the Word, worshiping and using God's Word in your life and following His directions, you'll crash. You won't soar. Just like an eagle can't soar without the wind of God. We need the breath of the Holy Spirit. We need God's breath blowing on us, carrying us into new heights into new dimensions. God wants to carry you to a new dimension, to a new place, to a new life. Through Jesus, whom his son he sent to die for you, forgive you, and give you life. Jesus is our Savior and Redeemer and our Lord. So you want to run and not be weary? You can. Trust in the Lord. Hope in him. That's what Isaiah said, giving the word of God to the people of Israel. Yep, he says, you're in, you're in prisoners, you're, you're slaves, you're in Babylon, you long to go back to Jerusalem, you want to build, you rebuild the temple. Hey, you're going to. Because God's going to set you free. And God did. And today, and today, in your culture, in this culture in which we live, in this corrupt situation we might be in, hey, no fear, no anxiety. God will see you through. God will get you out of it. Eventually, you'll be in heaven with the Lord. The perfect place. The new Jerusalem. The new place where there's no more poverty, no more sickness, no more craziness. Peace. Prosperity. Heaven. A glorious place. A glorious destination. You can soar on wings like an eagle through this life, above your problems and above your cares and concerns. This passage is a favorite passage. It's used many times in different things, on, on cards, greeting cards, sympathy cards, different things in different places. There are plaques. I used to have a wall plaque that had that verse on it. And there's comfort in that verse. But it was originally given, as I said, to the Jews in exile in Babylon. But it applies to us today in our life also, because we too have been set free by Jesus Christ. And so we find our comfort in God, not in our politicians, not in the things that are going on in the world, not in our economy, but in Jesus Christ. That's where we must center, where we must find true peace. So if you're tired and weary and lonely, come to Jesus. Jesus will take care of you. He promises. Cast all your anxiety on him. He cares for you. Just remain in him. That's the important thing. Mount up and fly like an eagle. Soar like an eagle. Soar through and above your problems. God grant it to you. God give you strength to live in this culture in which we live. You'll find strength and courage like the eagle. Trust the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4.10 says, do not lose heart. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Yeah, don't lose heart. Every day you can be renewed. What? Yes, by the word of God. By hearing God's word, by listening to it, by believing the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you. Yes, Jesus loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. And if the Bible tells me so, we better read that book 
and find out how much he really loves us and what he does for us. In a few moments, you're going to come up here to the altar and you're going to listen carefully. You're going to take the body of Christ. You're going to drink the blood of Christ. And you're going to hear the words spoken over the bread and say, broken for you. Think about that. Christ's body was broken for you. It was torn apart by whiplashes, by being pierced with nails through his hands and feet and a spear in his side and crown of thorns on his head and the blood dripped all over the place, but he did it for you because you were worth dying for. He wanted you saved from your sins, from the death, eternal death and hell and from the devil. His body was broken for you. You're going to take it and you're going to eat it. You're going to take the blood of Christ shed for you on the cross, his blood given for you to pay for the price of your sins, to pray for your damnation so you don't have to go to hell and you can live with God in heaven because he is the ultimate sacrifice. He's paid the price. Your sins are paid for. Past, present, and even your future sins you're going to commit next week and next year, they're all paid for. Paid for by the blood of Christ. And you're going to sip it today. And you're going to hear the words, may this true body and blood strengthen you, preserve you, and keep you in the true faith unto life everlasting. You're on a journey to life everlasting. And on your way there, you can soar on wings like an eagle. Just as Israel, the Jews, could soar on wings like an eagle as they traveled back to the Holy Land. When you leave here today, and after you've taken the Lord's Supper, remember, Remember, you can go out here and soar on wings like an eagle. Not on an eagle, but on wings like an eagle. You soar above the circumstances, above the difficulties of life. Wow. Heavenly Father, thank you for these words of comfort that you gave to Isaiah to speak to the people in exile. And these words apply to us too, because we too have been caught up in the prisoners of our sin, but you set us free by the blood of Jesus Christ, the broken body and the blood of Christ. And now we pray, grant us peace and joy in this life and the life to come, that truly we may listen carefully to your words as you invite us to do, that we might soar like on wings of an eagle. Hear us, Lord, for Jesus' sake. Amen.